How do you use literary devices to add meaning and depth to your writing? In Eve Bunting's The Memory String, this beautiful and moving story, illustrated by Ted Rand, is a story about remembering the past and recording new memories. I hope you'll enjoy the analysis of this precious book. Welcome to A Writer's Day Podcast. Hello, my name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers, and I'm the host of this podcast. Welcome to this episode. Before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about something I use to help organize my writing projects. Trello. Trello is a handy app that you can download to your desktop that will help you organize all your projects. I use it for my writing projects. This handy tool helps you organize all of your chapters and individual scenes within those chapters. You can create a list that includes information about each of your characters. And it can help you organize the plot points, the elements of plot, like the inciting incident, the rising action, the climax, and even the resolution. It's a handy one-shot-fits-all application. When you open it up, it has all of the lists right there for you to view. It's great for visual learners like myself. I love it and I think you will too. Try Trello for all of your writing projects and you can even plan vacations and special projects around the house using Trello. As a student in mental health and wellness master's degree program with an emphasis in death and dying, I had a recent assignment that consisted of recommending children's literature that parents and teachers and mental health professionals could use to help a child process death and dying, both their own death and the death of a loved one. It's a heavy topic, isn't it? But as I was contemplating what to write for this assignment and which book to review, I immediately remembered when I taught writing and how I used a book to teach about voice, irony, and metaphors. The book came to mind because years ago when I analyzed it in my classroom, it stayed with me. It's such a beautiful book. The author, Eve Bunting, does a terrific job of showing how to use irony and metaphors in her lovely yet simple book called The Memory String. I recommend this book, and I'd like to analyze it here with you in this episode, because not only is it a great book to use to help a child understand death and grief, but to also point out how to use irony and metaphors in your writing. So, grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, sit back and relax as we analyze this most excellent and purposeful children's book. Many people think that writing a children's picture book is easy because it's only about 30 pages long, right? It's certainly much easier than writing a novel. Or is it? Well, you'd be wrong to think that way because telling a moving 
story in only 30 pages with all the plot elements is not an easy thing to do, especially when you're writing for children. You're also writing an underlying message to the adult reading the book to the child. In fact, writing only 30 pages can be even more challenging than writing a novel because in that short story, you still have to hit all the plot points and include all the elements of plot just as you would in a 300-page novel. Now, I've talked about the use of irony in previous episodes on my podcast, but I thought I'd talk about it more today because irony is such a wonderful literary device to use in your story as a writer and that it adds depth and interest for your readers. Once they see it, they can never unsee it. Irony in life. It's everywhere. Where do you see irony in your everyday life? Many people objected to that famous song by Alanis Morissette because what she called irony in that song really wasn't. The examples that she sings about are just, you know, bummer incidents, but they're not irony. When you think of irony, think opposites. For instance, when the fire chief's house burns down. My students used to always give me that example, and it's true. Or when the police chief's house is robbed. In a nonfiction story I used to teach irony to my students was the story of Harriet Tubman. She was the Moses of her time in that she helped lead slaves to freedom. But the irony was that she had to use a gun in order to do it. She had a gun for protection, yes, but she also used a gun to keep the escaping slaves from running back to their plantation. She would warn them that if they tried to head back home, she'd shoot them. She'd shoot them dead because their leaving would put her and all the others in danger, and she just couldn't allow that. So the irony was that though these men and women were attempting to escape slavery, they did it under Harriet Tubman's bondage. That's ironic, isn't it? They were escaping to freedom, but she had to hold them hostage at gunpoint. Now that's ironic. Think about your current work in progress. Are you adding irony to your story? You should see if you can add it to make your story more meaningful. Now, on to the memory string. If you have ever had to talk to a child, or even an adult, about the complex subject of death and dying, it can be extremely difficult, especially for a child because they think in such concrete terms. Dying and going to heaven and faith of eternal life are hard concepts for children to grasp because those concepts are very abstract. So I recommend reading and talking about the memory string with a child who might be dealing with death and dying of themselves or a loved one. In this beautiful book, the story centers on Laura, a young girl playing in the front yard with her cat. As she sits with her cat, she explains to her cat about the memory string in her hands. This string is made up of various types of buttons strung together, and she explains the meaning behind each button. 
You see, each button on Laura's memory string represents a piece of her family history. The buttons Laura cherishes the most belonged to her mother. A button from her mother's prom dress, a white one off her mother's wedding dress, and a single small button from the nightgown she was wearing on the day she died. But she explains the buttons to her cat in such a way that her father and new stepmother, Jane, overhear her. They're nearby, painting the front porch. One by one, Laura lifts up each button and loudly exclaims to her cat, And this one came from my mother's wedding dress. And this one came from my father's uniform. My mommy cried the day daddy came home from war. By doing this, we, as the reader, understand immediately Laura is struggling with the fact that her mother is gone and has been replaced with Jane, her new mom. As Jane and Laura's dad are painting the front porch, they ask, Laura, do you want to help us? Perhaps her father knows what his daughter is trying to do in her passive-aggressive way. Tell her stepmom that she isn't part of the memory string or a string of family history. Now this is where I would pause and ask my students, why a string of buttons? Why did the author use buttons? And I'd wait for them to think about it. And then I would ask, what do buttons do? What is their function? So think about it. One student would reply, they fasten things together. Another would say, buttons hold things together. And yet one more student would say, buttons bring two things together. Exactly. And as they heard their own answers, they would have their aha moment as they realized why the author had used buttons. This is why it's very important as a writer to make sure you can answer such questions with your story. Why you've chosen every item that you mention in your story. It should have meaning behind it for your readers. Now my students understood about the buttons in the story. Laura's mom had started the string as an heirloom for her daughter. So she would have a tiny collection of memories, family history. Her mother had used buttons because buttons hold things together. And maybe her mother didn't even realize that's what she was doing. But we do, and that's what matters. Buttons hold two pieces of cloth together and fasten it. And there is our first glimpse of irony. Why? Because Laura's late mother had intended the memory string to be for family, about family. And yet, it would end up bringing someone outside the family, inside. As you can see, this book is a great discussion piece. If using this story to help a child with a terminal illness come to terms with their leaving the family behind, this book could inspire him or her to create an heirloom to use to keep those memories alive once they are gone. A scrapbook, a photo album, a box full of tiny mementos special to the child. 
Or you might be using this book as a way to help a child understand the death of a loved one. You could use this story to inspire them to create a memory string of their own to help keep the memory of their loved one alive as Laura's mom had intended. Isn't that beautiful? I love this book so much. But let's keep reading. Now young Laura refuses to help paint the porch with her stepmother and her dad. And she also refuses the offer of lemonade. We assume she is happy to just sit in the grass and tell her cat the meaning behind each button on the memory string so loudly that Jane, her stepmother, can overhear her. Picture this scene. The illustrations are by Ted Rand, and they're just lovely. It's a summer day with the green grass, a big tree out front, and Laura is sitting with her precious cat. Suddenly, the cat is startled and jumps up. In doing so, it rips apart the memory string, sending the buttons into the air and into the thick summer grass. Oh, no! Now this is another excellent use of irony by author Eve Bunting. Laura's pet cat. What does it represent to her? Comfort and familiarity. She sits with her cat and plays with her memory string. She loves the cat so much that she talks to it. Suddenly this comfort to her, the cat, becomes the antagonist in the story, ripping apart the precious heirloom that her mother had given her. Now I feel the cat represents death, rudely ripping apart what was once brought together in love. Death took away Laura's mother's presence, and now, in the form of her pet cat, has ripped apart the memory string a beautiful heirloom given to Laura by her mother. Now that's a most interesting and unique plot twist, isn't it? In most stories we're familiar with, the stepmother would have been the antagonist or even the villain, right? But here Eve Bunting uses irony to show the reader how death can be sometimes. And this would be a great place to pause and ask, some questions to your readers. You see, death comes out of nowhere and rips apart a family without notice. It's rude and can shock you. And Laura's cat, once a comfort to her, once a friend, has now made her angry and sad as she frantically searches for the precious buttons left behind by her mother. So you could ask some questions of the child that you're reading to and see what they think of death. Maybe have them draw a picture of what death looks like. Sometimes it comes out of nowhere and shocks you. What was once a comfort now becomes something that makes you very angry and sad and you don't even understand why. Laura's father and stepmother rush over to help her, finding the buttons one by one. They count them until Laura tells them only one is missing, the one from her father's military uniform. She remembered how when her mother told her the story about when her father came home from war, she cried with joy. 
So the button had special meaning to Laura's mother, and therefore it had very special meaning to her. As night falls, the search must wait until morning. Laura is devastated as she heads upstairs to bed in tears. Now this would be another great place to ask the child that you're reading to about the cat and its personification of death. That's another literary device that many people use in stories. Also for students of writing, this would be a great place to discuss the many uses of irony in unique ways. As I said, most people would have the stepmom as the antagonist or the villain. But here the author uses the cat, the pet cat that was once a comfort to our protagonist. That's quite a unique way to introduce antagonism. You see, an antagonist isn't always a villain. It can be a parent or a pet, a coach or a teacher, anyone who puts an obstacle in the way of your hero from reaching their goal is an antagonist. And here it becomes Laura's cat. Now, because it is summer, Laura's bedroom window remains open in the night and she overhears her stepmother and her father as they search in the grass for that one missing button. Her father says, I have another one upstairs. I can just go get it and add it to the string. We can tell Laura that we found the button in the grass. She'll never know the difference. We can't do that, Jane exclaims. We can't deceive her. Don't you understand what those buttons mean to her? We can't replace what was lost. We have to keep looking. And when Laura hears that, And as she sees her stepmother on her hands and knees, searching in the grass with a flashlight, she finally gets it. Laura understands. Jane doesn't want to replace her mother. Jane just wants to be part of the memory string as her own unique button. Jane understands the importance of a mother and she understands the importance of that button. She doesn't want to replace anything. She just wants to be included, to hold the family together. At this moment in the story, you could pause and ask the child if they understand the importance of family memories. Maybe ask them to explain why the buttons were so important to Laura. Now, as we near the end, it's the next morning and Laura comes downstairs to eat breakfast. Jane is there in the kitchen and she's wearing her apron that she wears when she's painting and doing uh, various projects around the house. She asks her if she can help her find the missing button. And Laura says, sure, that's fine. And then she says to Jane, her stepmother, if you want... We can add one of your buttons to your apron to the memory string. And Jane says that would be a great idea. In ending the story this way, what has the author done? She has successfully resolved all the issues, hasn't she? And she did so in a unique way, a simple way with just a few words. We can see inside Laura's heart 
that she definitely has had a change of mind about Jane. We caught a tiny glimpse into Jane's heart when she was outside protecting the precious memories of Laura. And we understand a father. A father wants to fix things. And that's all he was trying to do. He wasn't trying to replace anything. He didn't fully understand the meaning behind each button. But that's okay. His heart was in it. But most importantly, we see that this memory string's true purpose was to hold this family together. Maybe Laura's mom knew she was dying. Maybe she didn't. We don't know. But one thing we do know is that this memory string served its purpose. It did fasten this family together. It did hold this family together. Ironically, by coming apart. This beautiful book is very special and it could be used in a variety of ways. I used it to teach voice and irony and metaphor in my classroom. You can use it to help a loved one process through grief. You can use it to inspire a child to create their own heirloom to pass down to generations. No matter the way you use this book, there's no arguing. It is beautiful. And I admire Eve Bunting's way of using the plot elements and literary devices so uniquely. It definitely left an impression on me. What about your story that you're writing? How are you using various literary devices to create more meaning for your readers? It doesn't have to be all of them. You can just use two or three. But the use of irony is very unique, isn't it? Sometimes it causes your readers to step back and rethink how they approach the typical plot elements. Challenge your reader, get them to think in a different way. That's what Eve Bunting did. I used to love to analyze this story with my students and watch their faces light up when they figured it out that a simple short story can be just as beautiful and meaningful as the best novel out there. And at the end of the lesson, I would have my students draw a memory string just so that they can visualize what it may have looked like and what theirs could look like. It would be a great project with children or grandchildren to create a memory string of their own. The search for unique buttons would be a lot of fun. Well, thank you for joining me today. I hope that you've enjoyed this analysis of The Memory String by Eve Bunting. And think about buying the book so that you can discuss it with your students of writing or your children or grandchildren. It really is a beautiful story. And until next time, think of unique ways to improve your own writing. Keep writing, always moving forward in this writing journey. And until next time, God bless.